0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show.
1: We'll start with a late game because don't look now. The Sixers are back. And to me, the most interesting byproduct of what has occurred the last two games for Philadelphia is a what-if scenario. What if Joel Embiid had been fully healthy coming into this series? But that's a question that has its own answer inherent in the proposition because, unfortunately, and it's not his fault, Embiid is never fully healthy. Now, the injury in Toronto was... A freak occurrence. If you want to call it karma, if you want to call it the basketball gods somehow intervening because he was showboating with the come fly with me motion as the Raptors announcers were saying and then backpedal because they're part of the NBA fraternity, that's fine. I think it was just a weird play, but unfortunately, weird things happen to Joel Embiid consistently. So he's not available games one and two because of the eye socket issue and the concussion protocol. And remember, he was also dealing with a thumb injury. So more to the point, your best ability is availability. But unfortunately for Embiid, he just can't stay on the floor. Still, this kind of feeds into the whole cycle of Philadelphia going back to the trust the process era where they... Blew it all up to get to this point. What if Embiid could be consistently relied upon? Because we now know he's not going to win the MVP for the second straight year. A Woj bomb this morning on ESPN that it's official, unofficially. Jokic is going to go back to back. But Embiid was one of the three finalists. His numbers were gargantuan still, The fact that he could not go the first two games of this series belies the contradiction for Embiid moving forward because do you think at some point he's suddenly going to be available for 78, 80 games, whatever the number is, or much more important, is he going to be someone you can rely upon on a nightly basis when we get to the postseason. And unfortunately, the answer is no. I'm not burying him like he's street clothes, Anthony Davis. Because unlike Davis, in my opinion, that's Brian Weber in for Jim Rome. You can slide in at 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on Twitter. It's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. At least Embiid wants to be on the court. That's why he's so beloved in Philadelphia. Because he has that kind of gritty determination. He's going to give it every opportunity he has to force his way out there. I don't think that's the case for Anthony Davis. Still, as we've seen now the last two games, and... More to the point, especially last night, when Embiid plays, it changes everything, not just the double-double with the 24 points and the 11 rebounds, because he commands the attention of the Miami defense. Suddenly, Danny Green becomes a factor, and that gets us to the James Harden conversation. On Thursday, most talk shows said James Harden was dead and buried. Dirt nap time in terms of not only this playoff run, the rest of his career. How is he going to get that $250 million extension that he's looking for? And no need for a bake sale. He's made boatloads of cash. But the consensus throughout the hot take universe was Harden was dead, professionally speaking. Well, reports of his demise may have been greatly exaggerated because don't you know last night he had 31 points. If you watch the game... And I know it's a tough ask, given the late tips, depending on where you live. And tonight, if you've not looked at the old TV guide, I have my collection with the Rockford Files as the basis. I go from about early 1974 to current. The Warrior game against the Grizzlies, and we'll find out if John Morant can go. Looks like it's doubtful with a knee injury. And it was not a dirty play by Jordan Poole. The league has said it because there's no suspension or no fine. I'll tell you why. I completely agree with that perspective. The kickoff hour number two That Warrior Game Tips at 10 Eastern tonight. But if you did not watch the end of the game last night between Miami and Philadelphia, you missed the awakening of James Harden. He actually looked like a semblance of what he used to be. Here is the primary dilemma moving forward. Can you rely on Harden to do that again? And I don't think so. I'm not even talking about the 31 necessarily. I'm just talking about the fluidity to his game. Because he was able to get some separation for the first time in the series. The points came in bunches in both the second and then the fourth quarter if you stayed up late. And a lot of that came down to what Embiid was doing in the paint to draw the defenders from Miami. Giving Harden the opportunity to hoist up his shots. And a lot of them were tight Tough looks. So moving forward, the question becomes Who do you have more faith in in this series? Do you think that James Harden can duplicate what we saw last night? For the first time, he looked like the old James Harden going back to Houston. We'll throw the Brooklyn debacle off the table. Do you think that was a flashback, an aberration, a one off, an anomaly, or? Can Harden build on that moving forward? And I think the answer is it was a night for him to remember, but we're not seeing that again because Harden, beyond any cliche you want to dust off about losing a step, just seems fundamentally different. I'm not going to critique anyone's cardiovascular fitness but he doesn't look like he's in tip-top shape. I'll just put it that way as the Jack LaLanne of fill host on the gym room show. He can't separate anymore. He can't drive because he's lost the first step. Most of his game at the peak of his career was either the mid-range to three-point jumper or just getting you on his hip and taking it to the bucket and working his way to the line. I don't see any of that. So... If you have now a high degree of confidence that Embiid can stay healthy the remainder of this series, creating opportunities for Maxi, who now is the second-best player on that team, or Tobias Harris or Danny Green, who has been a factor the last two games, what can you expect out of Harden? And I think it is the old regression to the mean kicking in. Last night was the outlier more of the same, probably moving forward, and Miami just has the better team. The issue for Miami is they don't have a legitimate super duper star. History tells us if you're going to win an NBA title, you need at least one Hall of Famer. Even go back to the Pistons that upset the Lakers as they had all of their dysfunction with Kobe and Shaq and Peyton and Karl Malone. Ben Wallace snuck into the Hall of Fame, so they had one. Jimmy Butler is a nice player, and there are metrics now on everything. The latest outlook I saw is Jimmy Butler has a 70% chance of making the Hall of Fame. You get the point I'm making. He is a B-plus player, not an A or an A-plus. And in this league, if you don't have that reliable, dependable, go-to, Luka or Giannis or Devin Booker, you've got issues, even though Miami, to me, has just such incredible depth. And everywhere you turn, there's a guy you forgot about. Kyle Lowry was hurt, and I overlooked the fact that he was on Miami. I throw out what Bam did last night, or Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. So in the end, it is the balancing act between the better team, which is Miami, or can Harden sustain things? And I think Harden had one night, but we're not going to see that moving forward. I'm Brian Weber, in for Jim Rome. A quick thought on the Suns and
2: the Mavericks, and we have plenty of time to dig deep Oh yeah, I love that sound. Always puts a smile on my face. The reason for that is Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this trust this when this podcast started you would not believe the types of things that we were selling compare that to where we are right now and i understand that journey i understand the success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path and i love how shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe and like ours Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. What a great product. Find out for yourself. Go to shopify.com rome roam, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You have to try this on. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now. That's shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. Give
1: me back my show. Can I say that as a fill-in guy? I don't think I'm entitled to. Let's see if it gets better. Salt and Weber. You don't know where Jim is? We don't know where the Jim is either. Regards, Michael Moore, Sugar Please, and Rosie O'Donuts. Donuts. Adelefant didn't want in on this. V in the fee. War writ getting his throne back. I agree. We'll see how that plays out in the last hour. Aaron in Iowa. Hey, B. Webb, how about some Kentucky Derby talk? Did you win any McRibs on the 80 to 1 long, long shot? Sign the gambling clones. We'll get to it in the final hour. Plus, Jim is the king of horse racing. I'm leaving it for the Hall of Famer. Finally, Kenneth E. in the 503. Uh Yes, Weber is back, but for a limited time only. My guess is that Jim Rome is soaked in Bombay Sapphire from his rich strike bet. Hashtag JRVacationTheories. So it's good to see the staff respects me as much as I thought. You know, the paranoia I have developed is a byproduct of my own neuroses. But when you're consistently shown something, what's the old Maya Angelou line, as we really get philosophical, when people reveal themselves to you, believe them. So thank you again, Tom. I know, Ivy League, I get it. Only had 15, 20 of my SATs, and they shipped me out to Northern California. The NBA is fascinating because we know the personalities, right? Somehow I know that LeBron had a great time in Miami. Why? It was all over social media. Is it my business? No. I have no life, though. I'm living vicariously. So as we think about what's going on with the team that is not in the postseason, yet the ratings are up, and I don't think that's cause and effect. I think the ratings are up because the Warriors are back, and we have – Real NBA basketball with filled arenas, and in part because of the injuries, in part because of parody, no real grasp on who's going to win it all. But the Lakers still move the needle, even when they're in the midst of 1-2-3 Cancun. So over the weekend, we had a couple more names dribble out as this coaching search continues. And clearly, it'll come down to either what Phil Jackson wants, because... You want to defer to Phil, right? Did such a great job running the Knicks. We know he has phenomenal front office acumen or what Kurt and Linda Rambis want because they're best friends with Jeannie Buss and that's all that matters. But here are the names, if you've not been paying attention, beyond Mark Jackson, who I don't know why he'd leave that TV gig unless he feels like he's got something to prove that he was wrong by the Warriors. He dragged that franchise as the head coach out of decades of mediocrity. And then watched Steve Kerr enjoy all of the benefits of guiding the dynasty. I'm here in Southern California. Terry Stotts could walk down Rodeo Drive in a Speedo, and no one would know who that is. I know he had a lovely record in Portland. That ain't doing anything for Laker fans. How about Darvin Ham? anybody? I think that's my next read. You know, with Memorial Day coming up, there's nothing like a Darwin ham to put out there on the barbecue. Darvinham.com. And yes, I'm aware he was a Laker assistant a decade ago. Maybe that means that the Rambus family likes him. They hung out together and had sushi. So the Lakers carousel of incompetence continues. But it could have been even more interesting. So you might have heard the other day that there were a couple takeaways from Kyrie Irving's appearance on Kevin Durant's podcast. Does Kevin need a podcast? No, the only podcast I listen to, The Daily Jungle, Jim Rohn podcast, and The Reinvention podcast. I'm just desperately trying to come back later this summer. But do you think Durant needs a microphone to express his thoughts? Isn't he a sniper on social media worse than most of you listening? But why not have a chance to monetize everything, make a few more dollars? So Durant had Kyrie on his podcast, and the quote that got the most play was Kyrie either trolling all of us again or believing his messianic complex that he was the marcher for the Nets. Kyrie died for all of our sins, metaphorically. And with Kyrie, I'm tired of guessing his motivation. It's exhausting, especially for a dude who was not on the court. Whatever you think about the vaccination mandate, if you're not on the court for all your home games, I have a hard time taking you seriously. Plus, he never even explained the foundation for that decision. If you have a strong stance, let us know. We can have theoretically informed conversation. But the guy who told us years ago that, He didn't play basketball to be famous and then wanted us to buy tickets to his Uncle Drew movie. The guy who said he was an actual genius, quote-unquote, when it came to basketball matters, also said in that conversation with Durant on his podcast that he had a real sense of unease that either the Nets were going to cut him out, right? Of course, they're not going to do that because he runs that franchise effectively now, or trade him. And there was a report from SMY the Regional Sports Network in New York City and their insider Ian Begley, who used to work for the New York Daily News, has covered the association, as the kids say, for a long time. That there were, quote unquote, internal discussions, discussions, and conversations within the Lakers about the possibility of trading for Kyrie prior to the deadline. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? What would have happened the rest of the way? I'm not even talking about the Lakers maybe sneaking into the play-in tournament because that's how hideous they were. Because it gets better. That same report indicates that the Lakers obviously aren't doing anything with LeBron, although they should consider it. Anthony Davis is damaged goods, but he's the future of the organization. Russell Westbrook was not considered to be a part of a potential deal. So if this... Trade had occurred, and that's what we do in the NBA, right? As the great Dan Lebertard once said, it's more about the transaction than the action in the NBA now. Can you imagine Kyrie plus AD plus Russ plus LeBron? And I don't even care what the Lakers might have had to send in return as we go through all of these fantasy machinations on a big board Monday. I just like the notion that Kyrie might have had to endure playing in the shadow of LeBron once more because while they were phenomenal and historic coming back in 2016, and I remember what Kyrie did in Game 7, instrumental in that comeback for the ages to win the NBA title. In 2016, Kyrie couldn't handle being the little brother to LeBron and being the complimentary talent to LeBron and all that comes with him. In the intervening six years, I'm not doing Dr. Phil radio. I'll just pose the question. Do you think Kyrie has acted more or less stable in the last half decade and change? So that was a missed opportunity, especially from the standpoint of team content, because the Lakers with Kyrie in the mix would have been the ultimate sports talk radio gift that keeps on giving. Although, at this point, I'm acting like it's a foregone conclusion. Obviously, no trade can happen until next year, potentially, or whenever the window opens up, we get to the summer. Why don't the Lakers come up with the most out-of-the-box move of all time and make Kyrie Irving a player coach? In Southern California, I'm sure LeBron at this point only wants to make bad movies and drink red wine. And I know he had phenomenal numbers when he was healthy, but it is now not even the back nine of his career. He's effectively in the clubhouse because he's doubled his net worth since moving to Los Angeles. But the hot take artist within all of us has to be ruining the news that the Lakers at least considered this deal and it didn't come together because that would have been the basis for the worst reality show of all time. You think that Schnookie in the 17th incarnation of Jersey Shore was unwatchable. This would have taken it to new
2: heights. If you're a parent, you know this. Kids are amazing, but they are expensive. However, with Fabric, protecting your family with term life insurance is surprisingly affordable. Fabric was built specifically for parents to help you manage your family's financial future like a parenting pro stress free. And Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. And everything is on your schedule with Fabric because it's all online. Less than 10 minutes to apply and you can be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Then just personalize your quote to fit your family's needs and you will be set with high quality, affordable protection for your entire family. There is no risk to apply today. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. So protect your family with term life insurance right now in just 10 minutes. Apply Today at meetfabric.com/rome. That's meetfabric.com/rome to start protecting your family right now. M-e-e-t fabric.com/rome. Fabric Insurance Agency policies issued by vantus Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions.
1: Eric Pincus, a bleach Report. We have not chatted since the holidays. How are you, my man?
3: Oh, doing really well, enjoying the playoffs, and happy to be on.
1: And a lot to discuss. So let's start with what happened last night in Philadelphia. We know what Joel Embiid can do when fully healthy. Another double-double last night. But how does his return and his ability to be on the floor and in the paint change everything for his teammates?
3: Well, I mean, we could talk about uh, who should be the league MVP, but, I mean, Embiid is so important to the Sixers team. I mean, he is a massive part I mean this is how the team has been built James Harden has been added to this core but this is a Joel Embiid team and so there's no one on that roster without that that can anywhere approximate what he does but uh, in addition to his scoring he's a big presence inside defensively Uh, it's a much more difficult game for Bam Adebayo when you're playing against Joel Embiid than, say, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, it's just – it's it's no comparison. So, uh, yeah, the Heat have a, a series on their hands with Joel Embiid. Without it, it's 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 a no contest.
1: Eric, so much discussion about the state of James Harden's game, and he looked like he had aged rapidly, couldn't buy a bucket prior to the explosion last night, going off for 31 points. So, where is Harden's – Game at right now. Who's the real Harden—the one we've yeah. seen for the majority of the playoffs, or the one who showed up last night?
3: Well, I mean, like I said, this team is really built around the center, so it's it's not it's not what James had in Houston, where that team was a bunch of shooters and switchable defenders. Uh, you know, they were never great defensively, but they fit how he played. Uh, but what, what you know, the Miami Heat—they're grimy, they're tough, and they're putting everything they have. Uh, against Harden when when Embiid isn't on the floor, right when he's when he was out of the game, when he was hurt, uh, you just it, there was there was nothing that Harden could do because the entire Miami Heat defense and they, they've been elite for years uh, was focused on him. Now it's a little bit more balanced, and he's been finding his game. He's obviously he, he's not exactly the same guy he was a few years back. He had the hamstring problem. Uh, I think he's still one of the best players in the league. I don't know if he's top ten or top five, he doesn't feel like top five anymore, feels closer to, you know, slipping to 10, 11, 12. But, I mean, come on, it still means you're one of the best players in the world. So, I, I think James will be fine if this team is you know, fully at full strength. I, I think this is a, a much more viable team. I, I still think James Harden has a lot to give.
1: I'm Brian Weber, aimed for Jim Rome on CBS Sports Radio, talking NBA with Eric Peckis, a Bleacher Report. Suns and Mavs now tied at two. Chris Paul... Had way too many turnovers in Game 3. Yesterday, the worst performance in his postseason career. More fouls than points. What do you make of where Paul is in this series moving forward?
3: Well, I I thought, like, Game 3, like, Dallas is, you know, they're they're a really talented team. Luka Doncic is really special. Uh, And and I thought that Game 3, just the emotion of it, I thought, you know, yeah, Phoenix is a better team. But going back home, I, I thought that Dallas would get that game. Uh, I didn't expect Game Four, and you know the calls didn't go Chris's way. He seemed to get it, it let it get into his head a little bit. Uh, I I don't have an answer for it. Uh, I, I still think that Chris Paul has been one of the best players of the playoffs. Uh, he's been stupendous. Uh, it just the last couple of games have been kind of a disaster. So. Uh, I I just expect a rebound game. Uh, I think Phoenix is better than Dallas, and uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by what the Mavericks have done. If Dorian Finney-Smith is going to shoot like that, they're going to be able to win games (laughs) in the playoffs, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to get this series.
2: That's an awfully big if. The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. Meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400 HP Nissan Z. Or, for your off-road adventures, check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. If you're more of a spontaneous road trip type of person, then hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And for something more electric, there's the stylish Nissan Aria. So let's enjoy the ride. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023
1: Aria. Let's shift our attention to the games coming up. So reigning champs in Milwaukee, taking on Boston, who was the best team by far down the stretch. Are you surprised at all that the Bucks have been able to win two of the first three games, even without Chris Middleton? certainly helped that Jason Tatum disappeared in a major way over the weekend.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Bucks are the champs, right? Like, they're the reigning champs. So uh, I, I think Middleton's an important part of that. Uh, but I don't think he's close to the MVP of this team. I mean, that's Giannis. And it, they've done a really good job of just adding depth. And, uh, over the years, they've developed, a, a specific way of playing. You've got Drew Holiday and, and Chris, uh, and obviously not Chris right now, but, uh, it, it's a, it's a, a team where the role players are, quote, stars. Like they're paid like stars, Middleton and Drew. But really, it, it's just, it's a bunch of role players and Giannis. And, uh, and that, that's not to denigrate what the other guys do. Uh, but it's just a great team across the board. The Celtics have been great uh, in the playoffs. I've been really impressed with what they've done. I've been impressed with their second half of the season. I don't think this series is written. I don't think it's done. I think this is going to. Uh, I think it's going to stay competitive. I, I would love to see six, seven games. Uh, I'm, I'm not pulling for a team specifically, but uh, I, I think this is one of the more exciting uh, series to watch.
1: Eric Pacus of Bleach Report is our guest on CBS Sports Radio. Before we get into the particulars of what could occur between the Warriors and the Grizzlies tonight, and so much of that hinges on the availability of Ja Morant, officially doubtful. We'll find out if he can give it a go with the knee injury. Do you think Jordan Poole's move that injured Ja, if you think it happened there, certainly there was contact, do you think what Jordan Poole did was dirty at all?
3: (laughs) I – that's a, that's the toughest question you'll ask. Cause I, I mean, I don't know the answer. I, I legit don't. I'm, it it made no sense. It was one of those moves in, in, in real time that it, I think he was swiping for the ball and got the knee, but he also had like his hand on the hip. It was just an uncomfortable thing. The NBA is not really pursuing it. Uh, they, they're basically letting it lie as just kind of incidental contact. I, I, I don't, I don't know the answer. And, and, I, I don't get it. I mean, it, 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 it just has to have been a mistake. I don't think that could have hurt him. I saw him land really awkwardly. That felt like where the injury was. I don't think that you're going to get hurt by that kind of stretch, you know, that kind of push. I, I don't think it's enough to cause a, an injury. To me, that's kind of how a doctor would examine them. But I've also seen some doctors say it's unnatural. It, it's one of those things that's just, you know, it's, it's just going to have to go down as an, an unanswerable question.
1: Wow, a conundrum, a puzzle within a riddle. I guess the question is, how do you interpret intent? We'll never know. We know the result. We know Ja's been banged up because he's got the slight frame, and we know Memphis had a winning record without him, but this is a vastly different situation playing on the road in San Francisco, and the Warriors couldn't miss on Saturday night. If Ja doesn't play tonight, do you give Memphis any shot?
3: I mean, they've been tremendous all year without job, but this is the playoffs. And I, I, I think the bigger issue is Desmond Baines clearly dealing with some sort of, I think it's a back injury where he's just not quite himself. He's been the driver of this team. As far as the scoring, the spacing, uh, he's been one of the best players uh, coming into the league in the last few years, as far as you know, unheralded, uh, he's, he's not like a lottery top player, Uh, The expectation was that he'd be a good role player. No one, I don't think, expected him to be quite this good. And I think the fact that he doesn't seem able to be himself is probably a bad sign for the Warriors.
1: Finally, Eric, as I mentioned, you have a role as an instructor for Sports Business Classroom. Great program coming up in July in Las Vegas. What are the details?
3: Uh, Well, we uh, have a program in Las Vegas at the gym. You're actually at Summer League. Uh, you're in the building, uh, in rooms with executives, and and you're learning from uh, people who actually do the jobs. Uh, And really what the treasure of it is, is that we have great success helping people get started in the business of basketball, uh, get jobs with teams. And We've got guys with the Nets. We have two uh, actual GMs of G League teams. We have people with uh i mean boston with uh i mean it, it, the clippers it goes across the board and so that's really the love of it for us as 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 instructors is if you're looking to break into the business of basketball this is really your best way to get there
1: awesome coming up in july eric always a pleasure thanks for joining us on cbs sports radio
2: all right anytime thanks Robin. are you craving some protein after a good workout do not make a shake or eat a bar grab a bag of beef jerky from old trapper Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef?
1: Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com. Kurt, it has been a while since we chatted. How are you? I'm doing well, Brian. It's good to hear your voice, man. Well, and likewise, I'm glad you were available. So let's get into the fallout from what happened last night in Philadelphia. And I read all of your insightful articles on NBCSports.com. And you're not a hot take guy, but you're factual. And you were documenting what appeared to be the rapid demise of James Harden yep. right before our very eyes. It looked like he was the reverse Benjamin Button, getting older and heavier every time we saw him on the floor. Last night he had 31 points. So who is the real James Harden moving forward?
0: Yeah, Houston James Harden showed up for a night. It's amazing what Joel MPD can do on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing is, I don't believe Harden – can create space the way he used to. He can't just drive by guys um, a la Houston anymore, um, certainly not consistently, or, or solid defenders. But you can't really do that the same way with Embiid out there. Like, Embiid just forces them to have defenders in other places. They can't be up on Harden quite the same way. He gets a little bit of space. And, look, he's still, he's still a super high IQ player. He is still a guy who can pick you apart with passes take the shot when it's there, and the shot was falling last night. You know, We'll see if he can do that again, but he did it for both games that Harden's been back. I mean, he played well in Game 3. He had a great Game 4. Uh, I think Miami's the one that's in more trouble in that series with Kyle Lowry out there.
1: Yeah, great point. As he's been banged up, although Miami has incredible depth. Let's shift our attention to the Suns and Mavs. Suddenly now, that series getting a lot more intriguing at all square at two apiece. How much do you want to attribute the change to Chris Paul having all those turnovers on Friday and having more fouls than points yesterday, or the emergence of more than just Luka, because Dorian Finney-Smith, whoever he is, couldn't miss yesterday?
0: And then they had the big Brunson game the game before. I mean, look, Luka needed more help, but I think the biggest change is the – more the first thing you mentioned Chris Paul struggled and let's by the way give Dallas their credit here this is a top 10 defensive team they were far more physical starting in game two I mean game three they were in the space that belonged to Chris Paul Chris Paul just kind of got to his spaces and did what he wanted the first couple games and 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 did it pretty casually And if you let Chris Paul have space man he's a surgeon he'll just carve you up um they didn't let that happen in the next two games, and then you see the turnovers. He's not getting the same help, and it. it I you know I'm getting really curious. I think that Phoenix still can win this series, but we're going to need to see a little more from Chris Paul, and we're going to see need to see them to find. Money Williams has got to drop some stuff to get him some space, and then get the ball over to Booker and everybody else because Dallas's defense got a lot better, and. They've still got Luka, man. They've still got Luka who can just go win them a game in this series, and that's always a threat.
1: Talking hoops with Kurt Healan. Check out his stellar work on NBCSports.com. We'll find out as we get closer to tip time, the official status of John ja Morant right now doubtful. We know he's been injured in the past. If he doesn't play, that changes everything for Memphis. Yeah. But let's go back to the actual incident. Do you think Jordan Poole broke the code? Was it a dirty play when he grabbed Ja's knee?
0: No, I don't think so. This wasn't uh, this wasn't the Dylan Brooks thing. Mm-hmm. Where you know, to me, look, he was reaching for the ball and didn't get it. And everybody's kind of moving around. And he got some. He certainly grabbed his knee, but I don't think it was an intentional play. Uh, you know, we watch it super slow mo, and he's like, "Oh, look at him grabbing the knee." But you watch it in real time; it looks like he's jabbing for the ball and he misses. It doesn't strike me as something intentional. And I'm not. Sh- I'm I'm a cynic. I saw Jaw land funny on a closeout and jump around earlier in the game. like I'm not sure that it was one play. I know no, I that agree with you I said things. the same
1: thing an hour ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think we're now like, all trying I to never, break down the film like the Zabruder film, right Yeah, exactly. I think
0: that they would love the idea of that by the way, it'd be great for them if Jordan Poole got suspended for a game. I think that I honestly think that that was more the gameplay. I do hope that part of that is that Morant's out there tonight because if Morant's not out there, I mean, look, you're going to lose the last game anyway because that's the tough part of beating the Warriors in a series, right? They're going to win one or two games in that series by just being so stupid good on offense, there's nothing you can do. And you've got to win the rest of them. But if they don't have jaw tonight, they go down 3-1, I just – as much as I like Memphis, I don't see how they get out of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's over as well. Kurt, how important was it that Clay Thompson looked like vintage Clay Thompson on Saturday night? Felt like he's still trying to play his way back into form after all the injuries? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're <laughs> obvious questions. Back to you, Kurt.
0: Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's I mean, two years with multiple major leg injuries, it's going to take a little while for him to find that form again to, you know, be. And he's still not all NBA defense, just, you know, lockdown guy that he was. But you're right. He started to look better and better over time and um, with a little more space out there in the last game. So as he gets better through the playoffs, that just makes them better. And that three guard lineup, he, there are teams, I don't think Memphis is the team. There might be teams out there that can expose that three guard lineup, but. I like it. What are we calling it? Pool party lineup or whatever mm. we're naming it. Like I, I like that three guard lineup. I think it's, it's I think it's really tough to defend.
1: Nice with the time with the Splash Brothers and the whole aquatic theme. Kurt Halen <laughs> covers the NBA for NBCSports.com. I'm Brian Weber in for Jim Rome here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let me ask a more straightforward question without the preface. Getting set for Milwaukee and Boston tonight after an absolutely disappearing act that we saw from Jason Tatum on Saturday. How much confidence do you have he'll rebound tonight?
0: I'm fairly confident. I mean it's that's an elite defense with the Bucks and they've got long athletic defenders out there that can they will make their life difficult, but he's just got to be better. I mean at the end of the day, we can discuss Marcus Smart's shot and the physicality in that series and everything else. If Giannis scores 42 and Tatum scores 10, Celtics are going to lose every time. It's 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 that simple. Giannis had the breakout game. They've got to find a way to slow him a little bit. Tatum's got to be the guy who ended up on a lot of MVP. It might be top five MVP voting this year. Like they need that Tatum tonight. Um, if they don't, um, you can't. Much like the last series we were discussing, you can't go down three-one. If you're down three-one to the Bucks, it's over. they they're too good to lose three in a row.
1: Kurt, great information as always. I appreciate you taking the time. I hope we have a chance to chat when Jim takes his annual summer vacation about the excitement that is NBA free agency. Enjoy the game tonight, my friend. I will. Take care, Brian. Be good. Kurt Heal and I have been chatting on the radio for a long time. That's why I was comfortable with him saying, yeah, uh, yeah. hello, dummy. Sometimes I have to point out things to try to get more conversation from the analyst. As if, but I'll put my ego aside to make that the huge call. Thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. They're close, convenient, and known for guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Alvin, do we have the breaking news sounder? I'll just do it verbally. This just in. Jim Rome will be hosting the program tomorrow. I'll play them all, Alvy. Scribbins has an answer Scribbins has my an time answer. in the chair is over the just that quickly on a Saturday go goes She's deep got it again. just that quickly
2: and just it's over down.
1: just that quickly Scribbins has an answer Crumco goes deep straight cash homie for the bank is open on a Saturday
3: good night now